Before we really start this episode, are you listening to this on Spotify? If so, just scroll up. Yeah, do it now. Scroll up. Do you see something different? Yes, now you can give reviews on Spotify. And uh, since you are there, why not giving a five-star review? Eh? Eh, why not? Welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. My name is Tiago. I am your host. And this is the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And uh, today I have to report one new member of our WBE space. It's basically a virtual co-working space for bootstrappers, a place where entrepreneurs and indie makers come together to build their products and support each other. It's, it's really beautiful. And uh, this week's new member is Ryan. Ryan has been working a 9 to 5 job, but he's really getting tired of it. And I can really understand his point. I quit my job seven months ago to focus 100% in bootstrapping my projects. And uh, yeah, his background is sysadmin and now he wants to go back to coding, data engineering and follow his entrepreneurial vein. And that's why he joined our community. And I'm super excited to have you on board, Brian. Welcome. And I want to see what cool projects you will develop. And uh, yes, if you also want to join our community, just go to the show notes of this episode and check out the link. The link is there and you can just go and see. And there's some exciting things happening in the community because Ryan was the only paying member joining this week, but I had other members joining and I will tell you more about it during this episode. So let's get cracking. Let's play a game. Think of a number between 1 to 10. Don't tell me, just keep it in your mind. Do you have one? Okay, let me try to read your mind. Mm. Was that number number 7? What? Yes. For most of you, I probably guessed it right. For some of you, I didn't. And you're thinking, okay, what is this? <laughs> but uh, the reality is when you ask for people to think on a number between 1 to 10, most of the people think of the number 7. There's a higher chance of people picking number 7. And you can try this with your friends and you'll see that most of the times you'll be right. And uh, this is really funny. It's funny how the brain works. The brain works in mysterious ways. And there's people building products that specialize in understanding how the brain works and how to trick it so that they can get the better of it. And I'm currently reading a book called Hooked. And it's a book about how to make habits. How can uh, people, bootstrappers, building their products create a habit so that the users use their products more often? I'm now at Alphavit. And uh, you know that it's been a bit hard for me to be able to read, to focus while reading, but I'm, I'm able to do that. And the book is really good. So that really, really helps. And uh, there are some interesting games that they explain. And, and one game or, or rather one test made by some psychologists was to get two jars and in one jar put 10 cookies and in the other jar put only two. The cookies are exactly the same. And then they asked a group of people to price each jar. And funny enough, most of the people 
surprised the jar that was full with 10 cookies more cheaply than the jar with had only two cookies. And uh, I guess for you and even for me, this was not a surprising result. I would price it the same, but the question is why? There's no point. The cookies are exactly the same. They look the same. And I guess for us, we think that, okay, it's maybe because since they are less cookies, it's uh, it means that the cookies are rare and they are probably better. So therefore, they should be priced higher. But uh, funny enough, these researchers, they reverted the situation. In front of the people, they added eight more cookies in the jar with only add two. So now they, it has 10 and they took eight cookies from the other jar. So it completely reverted the situation. And now they asked the group to price it again. And they kept the same pricing. They didn't change it. Now their initial logic just didn't maintain, you know, it didn't make sense. This is very interesting. I guess, again, it makes sense for me. If I had already priced something, I would not go against myself and change its price. It's now the market price. It's really interesting. And I'm, I'm hoping to use a lot of these lessons, the lessons I'm taking from this book to make Change It, my climate change app better. I want to get people into the habit of being sustainable. So I really want to use these lessons into developing Change It further. And I will probably update you more on the things I learned from this book and how I am able to apply them on Change It. And speaking of which, it's also really interesting how sometimes knowing a word uh, or a concept really changes the way you research things on Google and you sell your product. I recently learned the concept of micro-learning. Do you know what micro-learning is? Micro-learning is the process of learning something in bite-sized segments. So basically, instead of studying for two, three hours every day, you get a piece of content every day that takes you maybe five minutes to learn. And that's how you learn. And the apps like, for instance, Duolingo uh, app to learn languages do this quite often. They give you small bite-sized pieces of information so that you can learn even though you don't have time, right? Everyone can fit in a five minutes work session or study session. And uh, this concept, I've never thought of it. I've never thought of it being actually a thing. And then I realized that change it, it's exactly it. I send notifications every day, small notifications about sustainability to people. Yeah, that's basically micro-learning. People end up learning about sustainability just by using change it. And just by knowing this terminology, but just by knowing this concept, I'm able now to look for on Google and research more micro-learning apps and how can I improve micro-learning techniques? I use it in changes. So I don't know. This is just something funny that uh, happens quite often. And uh, it also happens a lot when I'm as a developer searching for a bug or fixing a bug rather on, and I search on Google. And sometimes I keep on searching and researching and I don't find anything useful. But then in one of my researches or one of my queries, I find a result that has a different terminology. And instead of using my way of describing the bug, I use that way of describing the bug. And then I'm able 
to find the solution. This is really interesting. Just the fact of changing the terminology, changing the search query, it can result in different outcomes. And uh, I was not planning to speak about this. I just, just came to my mind now and I think it's, it's really interesting. Anyways, the reason why I was telling you about this book, Hooked, and uh, the mysterious ways how the brain works is because I have been recently writing on Indie Hackers and the Dev.io. If you don't know these platforms, you should definitely check them out. They are basically social media, like a kind of a Facebook for bootstrappers and developers. And mostly people write big posts. You can also share a link. Maybe it's like a forum. I don't know if it's like a mixture between Facebook and Reddit or something. And uh, funny enough, I just started writing there and I like it and people like it too. And uh, I'm actually able to get a lot of traffic coming to my website from my blog post. So I wrote a blog post about the three lessons I've learned from the interview I did with Roberto last week. I wrote another post about why companies should support their employees' entrepreneurial spirit. And in, within all of these posts, I always find a way to link to my website. And people normally like the posts. They have been giving me great feedback and they go and check out the website. So I'm getting some traffic, not crazy traffic, but I'm getting some traffic in my landing pages. And uh, yesterday, something funny happened. And now you will understand why I was talking about the brain. A user asked me if she could join the community, the WB space, for free, or at least to try it for free. It's not the first person asking me this, and I thought about it, and my intuition was always to say no. And the reason was that this is a really nice, cozy community, and people are really active, and they have become my friends. And I just don't want to bring people just for a couple of weeks, introduce everyone so that they would never talk or see each other again. And I don't know, it felt wrong and felt weird to, to do that. Plus, it only costs four euros. You can just sign in for four euros. And if you don't like it, you can cancel. I often even say that I give the money back if they don't like it. So I didn't fully understand why a trial period would necessarily affect the conversion rate and uh, the landing page conversion rate. And I explained this to, to this user and she told me that it's not about the money. It's more about giving your credit card to something that you don't know if it works. And uh, this can have two readings. You can read the situation in two ways. First of all, people don't want to give that credit cards to strangers because they don't know me. I'm just a sketchy podcaster writing on indie hackers and two people don't want to feel scammed you know it's okay to lose four euros but it's not okay to be scammed even if you lose one euro being scammed sucks you really hate that and uh, people don't want to do that people don't want to do the commitment to a community to a monthly subscription without knowing if they would like it or if I'm not just basically scamming them and then they would just find an empty Slack channel. And I kind of get this. I, it, it makes total sense to me and made me reconsider this option. And uh, what I did was I asked the community and I asked, what do you think? Is it okay? And I got some nice feedback. 
people told me that normally by using a trial period, their conversion has increased and they were super supportive. So I said, okay, let's give it a go. And uh, I'm using Buy Me A Coffee platform to manage these subscriptions. And uh, I don't think that this platform was built to do that. This is more a platform for people to support their content creators. So I'm kind of reaching the limits of the platform, but I was able to find a way. What I did was I create an extra. So in Buy Me A Coffee, you can actually create an extra so that if people don't want to buy uh, one coffee or they want, don't want to buy a subscription, they can just buy whatever access to your office. I don't know, something crazy. And you can price it whatever you want. So I created a two weeks trial period and I priced it with zero euros and I added it to my landing page and that's how I set it up. And then I connected using Zapier every member that buys this trial period. I send them to a Airtable table <laughs> and uh, I set up the expiration date. And now I just need to find a way to automatically notify these people that their trial period is about to end and uh, automatically also kick them out of the channel if uh, obviously they don't want to continue. And uh, yes, this is great because I've been trying out a lot of no-code tools. I've tried now Airtable, I've tried Notion as well, and uh, Zapier. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting more into the no-code lingo and no-code world, and it's quite useful. The only tricky thing is how to find ways to keep it free because Zapier, for instance, you cannot have multi-step automations without paying for it. And at the moment I cannot pay for it. And maybe in the future I will be able to do it. So I don't know if I will have to change or, or actually code something to make it free, but so far it's working great. I really, really love all these no code tools. I set it up. I set it up. I set up the trial period. I launched the page, I wrote on Hackers, I wrote on Twitter, I got traffic and nothing, nothing, no people joining. Even the person that gave me this feedback, she ended up at least not yet. She didn't join. So I was thinking, okay, <laughs> was it all for nothing? I mean, it's always good. It's an experiment, but maybe, yeah, it just didn't work. So I went to bed, very sad. And today I woke up to three new members, which is amazing. So it actually worked. People are more willing to join the community if there is a trial period. So that step is confirmed. Now, what I need to confirm is, will people actually remain in the community and become members? And will they be active or will they actually damage the community and just come here to basically spam their ideas and take all the discounts for free? So I'm a bit afraid of that. I get a bit nervous because I'm very protective of this community. Again, they're my friends. And just today I woke up to see that one of these trial members was already interacting with the community, which is great, but end up not introducing himself first, which is kind of the only task people should do. And I was wondering why did this happen? And then I realized that by mistake, I turn off the Zapier automation that sends an automatic message to the new members. And I felt so dumb. It's, it's funny how we can easily go from this state of I'm the best and I will make it to I'm the worst and the imposter syndrome kicking it so fast just with little mistakes. And uh, funny enough, in the beginning of uh, this week, 
or rather last week, something I, I made something really, really stupid, which was when I was uploading my Tuesday's episode, instead of uploading as a new episode, I uploaded both as a new episode and to overwrite KCD's interview. So for about one and a half days, uh, when people actually went and listened to KCD's interview, they didn't. They basically listened to the new episode. And that was really dumb. And actually it was my father that told me, uh, Tiago, I was listening to KCD's interview, but it's only you talking. I was like, ah, dad, come on, you don't know technology. <laughs> And no, he was absolutely right. And I felt so dumb. I was like, oh my God, did I just screw things over? And, you know, imposter syndrome always kicks in. And uh, even if you get fans, even if you get users, even if you get listeners, you're always thinking, okay, maybe even the pressure gets even harder because you don't want to screw things over. You finally found something that might work. And just because you screwed it up, and you made a mistake, it will not. So just saying, this is my small section of lifestyle of an entrepreneur and what goes through my mind. Besides that, in Changeit, something really interesting happened. Again, Changeit is my climate change app. I've been working for almost one year, actually. I think it's been, I started working on it in December 2020. So it's been a year and uh, it's never actually exploded. So there's always users. People like it. I have 4.8 on, on the Play Store, which is great. But I was not able to actually scale it up to the point that I can make money. And my business model, the way I want to monetize it, really requires people. Because I want to do affiliates. So there's basically a store where people can find sustainable products. And when they buy, I get a small percentage. And people already bought it. But, you know, I need a lot of users to actually make money. And uh, so far, it's really, really hard to, to reach that state. Recently, I met someone that gave me a new perspective. And you actually know this person. His name is Miguel, Miguel Ribeiro. I interviewed him it's in, in the early episodes. If you go and check out Miguel Ribeiro interview about Shearme, a startup, a really interesting startup is building here in Portugal. And uh, is like a very experienced CEO. He worked for Zomato. And uh, he told me already a couple of times for me to visit their office, their startup office. And finally, I found the time. I was like, yes, I want to go there. And I met him. And it was super nice. We we're chatting for about half an hour. And uh, at some point, he said, Tiago, how can we help? How can I help you succeed with your project? And this is a great entrepreneur mindset. You know, it's really important to build your network and to build your network, you need to think on how can you help others without having anything in return. You will eventually have something in return, always happens. But to be a good networker, you don't, you need to think about the others rather than thinking only about yourself. And uh, he was thinking and we we're kind of brainstorming. I, I pitched him my community idea, my podcast, change it. And he told me something really interesting. Tiago, companies, they want to be more sustainable. Here at Cheerme, I want people that use our product to know that we are sustainable. I want our employees to feel good working here because we are sustainable and we care about climate change. The problem is we don't have the resources to do it. We have to invest all of our money into building our product. So I need a product that helps me there. 
And uh, he asked me, can change it be that product? And I was thinking, yes. I mean, this makes total sense. And then we brainstormed some ideas. And the first idea he told me was maybe if people use change, they can be awarded some points that then they can exchange in points to use in Shirmi. Shirmi basically offers health and beauty services. So you could basically using changing points to pay your hairdresser or something. But I didn't like this too much because I want companies actually to change. I believe that climate change is actually a problem and just throwing money at it would not work. There's a need for a big mindset change. And uh, I got thinking and thinking and thinking. I bought a whiteboard. <laughs> By the way, amazing, great buy. I can actually write it there. I feel like a true entrepreneur. So I bought a whiteboard and I was thinking and I, I think I have a good idea. And the idea is to basically adapt the model of ChangeIt where people can learn how to be more sustainable and adapt it to companies, where companies can learn how to be more sustainable. So here is what I'm thinking. I'm, it's still not very good. I, I still have to, you know, trim a few edges. But my idea is companies acquire a ChangeIt subscription, ChangeIt service. And initially, even myself, I would help them to kind of figure out where their footprint, their CO2 footprint, and what actions can the company take to actually reduce their footprint. And then these actions are shared with the employees of the company. And the employees of the company can decide if they want to help achieving those goals or in certain action or if they don't. And if they do, they get notifications that will give them ideas and help them organize themselves to actually achieve those goals and see the CO2 footprint of the company go down. And then another thing that Miguel told me is that they want others, their clients to see that they are sustainable. So I would get all of this data and create some kind of change it certified companies where people could see which companies are actually trying to do something to reduce their footprint. Not only throwing money at it, but actually changing their mentality. And then we would actually showcase what they have done so far. And uh, this is great because companies have it their way. They are able to show others and their employees that they care. And I have my way because this method would actually make them change. And also, I can just sell this to companies. And this is super, super exciting. And another thing that it told me, now it's not about change, it is about my community, is that maybe I can also sell it to companies. And it's, it's you know, the money is there. Like if I do a B2B, it's much easier to sell maybe 100 subscriptions to one company than actually sell 100 subscriptions to people. So I've also tried to create a business landing page and share it around. And because of that, I also had the idea of just packaging the virtual office, which is a little tool I've created, but people actually love it. And uh, a virtual office is basically a page where you have a 24-7 available online meeting room, conference room, and then you have a couple of other tools. You can set up some music, you can set up a Pomodoro timer. And uh, maybe I thought, okay, maybe this is something that I can also sell to companies. I still didn't package it but I'll probably will and I'll let you know how it goes. So I just wanted to say that having this small chat with people really, really helps. You should do this. If you are building a product for 
let's say in the construction work and you want to build actually indie microns is build, building that in our community he wants to build a vr set for uh, construction work so that people can visualize their home even before its construction and they can do what in the industry is called by pre-sales so a lot of constructors they want to sell their houses the house they are building even before they are ready and this is a great way to do it so if you want to learn more about it go speak with constructors go speak with companies because companies will tell you what are their challenges and this is one of the questions i made how can change it help you what are your challenges what do you want to achieve and then they will tell you for this i would pay for this i would not pay and for this i would pay this much and for this i would pay that much super useful so for sure if you are building something make sure to set up a few calls if you can go in person maybe in your community in your country in your city go there and meet them but it's not even required you can just have a normal chat using a, a virtual room or something and chat with people and really get to know what are their problems and how your product can solve them i think this is super super crucial and uh, those were the project updates for this episode now let's speak about tips and tricks for entrepreneurs after my chat with roberto last week about seo and if you haven't you should definitely listen to it because it was super useful i got super super motivated to learn more about seo and actually improve the seo of my page and uh, i basically studied and i learned everything or basically checked everything that roberto said and uh, there's a, by the way there's also a very interesting blog post that gives you a lot of step by or it's basically step by step guide that shows you how to improve your page ranking so i will also link it in the description but one thing one tool that i found super useful is an seo audit tool and it's called freetools.seoability.net or i guess the page is called seoability.net but the link will be in the description so don't worry and it's very simple you just paste your url and it does an audit an seo audit of your page and gives you a score a seo score and where you can actually improve and i've done that to wannabe entrepreneur and i spent so much time improving i changed the keywords so that uh, i was ranking for the exact keywords i want to rank for so for instance for the main page i want to rank for wannabe entrepreneur and i can see already some results so if you search for wannabe entrepreneur on google it shows up at least in the first page and then i wanted to rank for entrepreneur podcast in the podcast i don't think that will happen because it's a very trendy topic but let's see now then i also want to rank for entrepreneur community so a lot of things and a lot of things to to learn there and uh, besides that it also gave me really interesting tips on how i can improve my seo in the page for instance one thing that it says is that you should add a h1 heading in the page it uh, show, tells you that you should add the meta description you should add alt attributes for your images you should uh, reduce the description so if you have too much words or two less words it basically shows you what are the ideal numbers and it's really fun because you can actually see the result immediately so i was basically updating my website changing pushing it 
deploying the website and then seeing the score increase was really fun and really helpful. And I can see already some traffic coming from Google, not crazy, but it's really, really helpful tool. So coability.net, the link will be in the description. You can go and check it out. And again, I'm not sponsored by any of these tools. These are tools that I genuinely use and I find them super useful. So yeah, just go there and uh, check them out. And uh, this was the end. We are reaching the end of another episode. What is left for me to say are the classics. If you like this episode, please, please, please share it with your friends, with your bootstrapper and entrepreneur friends. That would mean the world to me. Make sure to give a Spotify review or an Apple review. This is crucial to get a bigger reach. And uh, of course, I don't do any ads. So my only way of making money is by your support. You can buy me a coffee or you can become a member of the wannabe entrepreneur family. And you can also now try it. You can do a trial. So if you go to the link in the description, you have two weeks where you can try the community for free, no credit card needed. And then if you like it, you can stay around and then pay the four euros per month. It's not that much four euros per month and it's really useful. There's people already actually landing jobs and partnerships together and building things together. It's really, really useful. So the link will be in the description. This week on Thursday, there'll be another interview coming out. I still didn't record it. I'll record it tomorrow. So hopefully everything goes well. And if it does, you can listen to it on Thursday. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Portuguese lesson number two. Feliz Natal means Merry Christmas. Feliz Natal.